Hello, you guys, and welcome to We're Podding This Together, the podcast where we guide you through your favorite or not so favorite Disney Channel original movies. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh. I'm Lori. That confused me a lot. And I'm Brandon. Uh, grab, gr- oh god, gra- grab your balls <laughs> and get ready to be double teamed by a pair of young teen twins. Oh god, oh god. Um, this movie is, is, despite what it sounds like, it is about two sisters becoming world famous basketball players, which I don't think that's is what not, this movie was about, no, that's, really. But... That's actually a spoiler. That's like the end of the movie. The movie <laughs> that's how the movie ends, not what the movie is about. But okay. <laughs> Good job. Did you guys know I kept on getting confused? There's a movie starring. Um, I'm going to stop. Hold on. It's a starring, there's a movie starring Jean-Claude Van Damme and some other guy called Double Team that was from 1997. No. And that one, I like looked, I was trying to find the summary for this one and I was not paying even a little bit of attention and it said an international spy team, or an international spy teams up with an arms dealer to escape from a penal colony and rescue his family from a terrorist. It's Jean-Claude Van Damme, Dennis Rodman, and Mickey Rourke. <laughs> oh wow! I'm glad we didn't accidentally watch that one. So this movie is actually a true story, give or take, considering uh, decom. Yeah, it's about the two sisters that this movie is about are six five in real life, and they played for the WNBA. And one of them was a teacher for a little bit, and a now she's a housewife. But they both played professionally, and they both went to the same college. But their Wikipedia made sure to point out that despite playing for the same team in college, they had different friend circles and played different positions, which I'm not sure how basketball works, but I feel like everybody on the team plays different positions, so that's not very notable. <laughs> I think yeah, there's, like, multiple, you play everyone. like... You did a lot of research on this. I read the Wikipedia page. There wasn't that much there. I so read a little bit, too. Remember. One of the sisters moved... <laughs> Moved to Houston, currently lives in Houston, and works as oh, a physical shit. physical therapist. Dang it. You should have had her on. her on the list. You're, I know, because being from Houston, I know everybody in Houston, so I Damn easily it. could have gotten her on. She's like, you know, a neighbor. In this movie, the actresses who played them weren't actually twins, and also they were wearing padding in their shoes to make them taller than everybody which there's like actually shoes that just make you taller than anybody else. So I thought that was interesting. Well, I was going to say that like, like platform shoes that would make you taller are clearly platform shoes when you look at them. I read this, I read all the Wikipedia stuff before I watched the movie. So I was like watching for their shoes and they don't really show them ever. Except when they show their like basketball shoes, which I'm sure like since those were close up shots, like they weren't padded or whatever, but I had like, a weird, like, Tarantino-like vision with this movie where it's like, where are their feet, where are their feet at? <laughs> I don't think, yeah, I think, I think Disney Channel is, uh, they're professionals and they would not <laughs> let anything like that slide, so you wasted no. your time. In fact, so we spent this whole movie thinking there was a major plot hole in that there were scrunchies everywhere and it just did not seem like it fit the timeline and then we realized at the end that this is supposed to take place in the 80s because it's based on the twins true story they really should have made the 80s a more central character they needed to um, was it the 80s i was getting like early 90s it was supposed to be the 80s they uh they graduated in 1989 
Uh, Sammy, how many other people watched it with you? It sounds like you had a real New Year's party thing. A banger. I don't know how to go into that. Uh, Sammy, tell us the story that you already told us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so to give all of our listeners backstory, today is New Year's Day. Today that we are recording. This won't come out until probably October 23rd. Right? <laughs> Something um, like that. But today is New Year's Day, 2018. Woo! My friend hosted a New Year's hangover brunch at his apartment, and there were a whole crew of people, and towards the end of the evening, most people had left, but there were a few stragglers, and I was like, hey, I gotta watch this movie. It's called Double Teamed. Sounds inappropriate. Might be inappropriate. How do you guys feel? And uh, everybody was on board. (sighs) I wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice that you had some people to watch this with. I have to tell you, it made the experience a thousand times better because, as I have mentioned so much in the past, my soul is being slowly drained watching these movies alone in my apartment with the lights out and my dog in my lap. Um, I'm starting to get there. That was me today. (laughs) Having company made it so much better and having other people who can make, like, sassy remarks about the quality of the movie. Yeah, um, totally stealing jokes from Nelly. Thanks, Nelly. I, on the other hand, watched this on my floor, wearing a Snuggie, with my cat slaying on me, on double speed, eating potatoes. That sounds like a pretty good start to the new year. This is a pretty underwhelming movie. I enjoyed it. I, I liked, liked it. it but I don't know that I like. am thrilled about talking about it. Okay, I'm going to get started. <laughs> so we got, it starts out with... I'm really glad that there's this key at the top. Thank you, Brandon. Heidi is the not sporty one, but they're both sporty, but she's less sporty. And then Heather is the actual sporty one, like the enthusiastically sporty one. The thing is, like, Heather likes sports. Heidi likes sports and theater. Heidi is just yeah. a more interesting, well-rounded person in general. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts out, and is it just, like, Heather's working out? Which, she was, like, jogging in place and stuff, and I feel like she could have just gone outside but what do i know they get like everything's all shaking and stuff and the mom's like oh, i wish we could sleep in ever like just tell your kid to go run outside or like go in the garage and work out or something there's many solutions to this problem yeah i mean it didn't even seem that early she was already up and breakfast was ready so it's not like she was trying to sleep the we have another decom where the parents or at least one of the parents seems pretty awful you think they seemed awful Oh, the the dad was terrible. The dad is right up there with the rest of the decom dad. Like, not as bad as Jenny Project dad. But no, he was awful. Like, he wasn't he was, great, but everything that he was doing, it wasn't. He was like, I don't, he was, he was trying. And like, he had legitimate, like, I want them to go to college and stuff. Like, he was a little bit forceful, but. He had no interest in whether or not they wanted that for themselves it was kind of less less douchey than motocross dad but about the same sort of i mean to be fair they both did end up really liking that you know the whole basketball scene but he didn't even want them to do basketball i don't think it was a big ask though where he's like just do the sport he moved them he up to he moved them away from all of their friends he moved them 
out to of their, fair, the home that they, they went grew to a up Christian in. school, so I feel like that was kind of a favor. Yeah. Well, like, also, they didn't, if they would have went to, like, stayed at the school they were at, it seems like there was really no way for them to have gone to college, which I get. And so for them to say, okay, we got to, and, well, also, they were going to, like, a private school, I think. So saying we're going to move you to this public school where there's more, even if, like, he's kind of shoehorning them into doing sports and stuff, like, they have more opportunities and they have a way to get scholarships just trying to push them into something that, like they ended up enjoying basketball anyway but he didn't even want them to do basketball he was against that idea at the beginning he wanted them to do volleyball and focus only on volleyball he was pretty frustrating the entire way through but i mean they did mention they were like we we're broke because we're paying for our girls we're doing everything we can for them so at least in the back of his head he was like he was actually you know giving something up so that they could you know, be better. Well, they left it out, but like I said, the one girl had like some heart issues when she was a baby, which I'm sure is not cheap. So like they're broke, broke, it would seem like if we're to believe that, that... should have been a part of the plot. Yeah, I, I agree with to that. To make money, to make money troubles even more prevalent because they seem to have a, like he could afford to send them to a private school and they seem to have a nice home in a nice neighborhood. It wasn't like the rich part of town, but it wasn't bad. The dad is talking with another dad about how scouts don't really officially start approaching players until senior year, but they're always kind of around watching. And the dad's like, oh, the school my daughter's go to doesn't have an actual team. I feel like you would have learned about that way earlier. Well, and at one point they said they're barely teenagers, which made me think that they were like supposed to be 13 or 14, like freshmen. And I get they're super tall, but you can be tall but still look like a 13 year old like these actresses were clearly i'm gonna look at this up you guys talk about the they plot. were early 20s okay minimum yeah like i don't there's no way yeah for but sure but they did they mentioned like uh when we start high school next year or something and i was like oh my god no i thought they were juniors Mm-mm. because i thought the impression was next year they would be seniors and they would be scouted as no seniors. that's what like they said though they're barely teenagers like that phrase makes it seem like you know 15 would be like the oldest that they are before them to count as being barely teenagers i mean so their dad learns that you know they're not going to be scouted so he goes home and he's like hey good news we're transferring schools and they're like they're pretty bummed about it and the mom's like, you just made him so mad. And he's like, uh, I think they're fine with it. <laughs> After they storm out of the room, he's like, no, they, I think they sounded like they liked the idea. Those kids must have just been like, when they started enjoying basketball and like realizing that they had a future in it, be like, God damn it, we wanted him to be wrong, but he was right. This is better for us. To be, okay, I think it was kind of like best of both worlds. They managed to find a way to enjoy the their upturned lives while also kind of sticking it to their dad because he was not on board with the basketball thing he was like no and they're like oh we're gonna forge our own path into something that we enjoy we're gonna take your your stupid idea and make it work for us so even though i like i made the cover for it and i remember this movie well i totally forgot that they were like basketball players when it started they started playing volleyball and i was like oh yeah that's right they're like really good at volleyball together Okay, we get to, like, the high school, and we get to find out that Heidi wants to do, like, they're they're giants. They're super tall. 
and everybody at the school is there also just like... 27 in a sea of two-year-olds <laughs> there was one point where it was like a kid walked up to like stare at one of them and she was like they're looking at us like we're aliens and i think the impression was supposed to be that like he was in her grade and looking at her like she was a freak but no he was like seven and she was a 35 year old blonde <laughs> twin seven foot tall person that's the yeah that moment i realized that these girls had got had to have been like 25 years old they look like adults in this little high school they're in this new school heidi wants to audition for theater heather is trying to find some place to work out which was just practice volleyball i guess right yeah, somehow she found, like, a whole bag of empty ones. Or not a bag of empty ones. She found a whole bag of volleyballs. <laughs> Some, somehow she found a bag totally empty. <laughs> <laughs> Why yeah. was this title double-teamed, guys? There's so many other titles that would have fit. I, I think it's trying... a basketball term. I think it's... Okay, we're not, the, we're not the group of people for sports balls, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's a basketball term. I'm and gonna it's Google dub- it, and I'm about to go into like the dark part of the internet. I'm like 98 percent sure. That's I the dark part. Of, if that's movie, the dark it, part of the internet, Lori. Double teamed meaning. <laughs> <laughs> it says in ball games, especially basketball, block an opponent with two players. Oh, so, okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Urban Dictionary. Let's see what they got to say. Just to be sure. <laughs> Yeah, we want to make sure we've got the right term. Okay, top definition on Urban Dictionary. To attack or defend against with twice the usual force. So even they're not getting dirty. Huh. This is shocking. Oh, okay, here we go. The second highest definition. The act whereby two dudes initiate sex acts upon one, one, woman, woman. (laughs) One woman? No, I need you to stop. (laughs) (laughs) I need you to stop. So the part that cracked me up here is she ends up like... She ends up in a basketball court room. Basketball room? Whatever. And <laughs> yes, a basketball court room. <laughs> she, knocks, <laughs> she knocks the volleyballs all over, and the coaches immediately sees her and is like, she needs to be on our team. She is very tall. And like, that's yeah. all tall people aren't good at sports. I, I feel really like he should have. Like, I really felt like this movie was just written after somebody made, like, the 1,000th tall joke to some guy because as a tall person you get this all the time like well you probably play basketball how's the weather up there you know like are you tall every joke was overused i'm six one yep no i'm a i'm a tall guy i never noticed that i've known you for about a decade so (laughs) (laughs) so she's on the basketball team now because she's tall they're excited because the school has fencing art and fashion and heidi likes the new school because there are many interests that's a quote from me just now. <laughs> <laughs> Heidi needs Zoe. Zoe needs somebody to hang the decorations, which is a like, pretty asshole move. And she's like, oh, did the prom decoration committee already get you? Because they want tall people. And everybody in this movie is kind of a giant asshole. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it's, like, it's like I said, the entire first quarter of this movie is just like tall jokes. I don't even know where to go with this movie because it feels like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I actually really liked it. It kind of felt like almost like a 30 for 30 kind of like documentary of how these two girls got really good at basketball, but it was just kind of one that doesn't feel that exciting to talk about and revisit. Like once it was over, I'm like, oh, that was good, but I'm kind of done with it. 
the real the real important part of this movie is that I'm gonna have to keep looking at our little key thing. The less sporty one, who's still super sporty, uh, Heidi, the drama one, Heidi, yes, Heidi. that one. So she's she's gonna be the Tin Man, and when they're doing auditions, it's just this a normal size school. There should be an actual theater department where there's going to be a teacher of some sort doing auditions instead of this one random Zoe girl and a, a small child dressed as Dorothy but only the slippers because let's make a joke about a d- guy dressed in shoes that went on for like 30 seconds too long that was a weird scene and did they even show the shoes yeah they did they zoomed in on it and he was like clicking them back and forth and mm-hmm. instead he was saying there's no place like home I think having like an emotional breakdown while these girls are just laughing at him for wearing <laughs> shoes yeah I kind of wish the the theater backstory would have went somewhere at all. Yeah. I mean, she literally just dropped it once he decided to take her out of it and put her in basketball too. Yeah. To be fair, to defend the dad a little bit more here, this theater department is going nowhere. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to come around to the dad's actually kind of as a hero in this movie. It's kind of strange though, that he moved them to the school specifically because they had, like a quality sports department. Was it specifically volleyball that they were good at? Or was it like sports? And I mean, they're a rich school. It's a rich school, but like they're, they've made it clear that this basketball team is no good. Yeah. I was under the impression that the sports teams were actually good. Where did we, where did we find that out that they're bad? But uh, Brandon, to answer your question at the very beginning, when um, Heather first stumbles into their practice, the coaches like berating them for like not winning any like they were terrible and he's like can i what does it take to get somebody decent on this team and it was really terrible he's also a terrible coach i'm sure he's a father too and he would be a terrible father but he just like wanders in or heather wanders in and he's like oh i want you to join the team and she's like oh i've no, i don't really play i'm probably not very good and he's like well you'll fit right in what a dick move yeah which is crazy because some of the girls on there were actually decent. Yeah, you know? Nikki was supposed to be really good. Nikki is like a really mean girl. Like, really, really mean. So they start scrimmaging because she decides that she's going to be on the team. And she's just, like, pushing her over and, like, telling her she sucks and, like, jacking her up. Can you explain what scrimmaging is? Scrimmaging? Mm-hmm. Do you not know what scrimmaging I, is? I want to make sure our listeners know. <laughs> it... <laughs> okay, scrimmaging is when <laughs> when you take a team and you split it up and they play against each other as practice. It's just like a real game, but like in a practice setting. Okay, it's good that our listeners know that now. <laughs> so this movie really felt like it was leading up to like romantic thing between Heather and Nikki, the mean girl. Just I wish it would have. It really should have. It did after after that. That's canon. Mm-hmm. They're married now. Oh yeah, for sure. That's what Wikipedia said. In fact, yep. that's what Wikipedia will say in thirty minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll stay that way for another hour. Uh, so Nikki is actually one of the the friends of 
Who's the main Paris? girl in Gilmore Girls? Yeah, uh, Paris. She's one of like Paris's minions, so that was cool. Her name is Teal. What was it? it was like Teal Redman. Like her yeah, name is the coolest. There's Teal no Redman. way that's her real name. <laughs> I hope. I mean, we have Chess Starbuck. We know that it's possible. That's true. That's true. Teal Redman is a great name. Disappointing past. She also has a terrible dad because there are terrible dads in this movie. I like that they had her there as the because the dad mentions that he. He had, like, a law degree or something, and he could be making a ton of money, but then he wouldn't be able to be home or something. And so that's why they're poor. And then, I mean poor, like, decom poor, not real-life poor. Like, middle class, upper middle class. Yeah. And then we have Nikki, whose dad, like, she's super loaded. She has a really nice house and stuff. And then her, like, a butler and a limo and everything. And we find out that her dad's just, like, not there. And apparently the mom was murdered or something because mom's not even a thing because decoms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about yeah. that. So, yeah, Nikki's rich. And Heather, no, wait, who's invited over? Heidi's invited over to the house party at Nikki's house. And Heidi's like, oh, we're actually super rich, too. We have a... A lake house at one two or 1984 Allstate Street. And she lies about being rich. And that gets him into a lot of trouble. Yeah, because it turns out that the dad got to go to this school because he had promised. The dad's not going to the school. He got the daughter to go to the school. <laughs> the dad's like, look, to get you into college, I'm enrolling as you. I want to watch that decom where a dad enrolls in high school as both of his twin daughters. No. In the real, unfortunately, not that movie that we watched, he <laughs> had promised, like, the principal that he would get a house within the school district to be able to transfer there. So he just doesn't do that. And so Nikki finds out, obviously, and the principal then finds out and says, you have to get out now. And then the dad kind of apologizes. And then he's like, okay, you have until after Christmas. It's It was weird to me that... They were, you know, decom poor. And then he made this big decision to, like, sell his house and move. Where did the money from the house go? They... Why did they have to go to that super shitty apartment? That's what I thought. Yeah, you can sell a, your house that you have, and you can usually buy a house, Well, you know, the, around the same value. They had it. to move to a richer part of town. I think the presumption is that the... Like, like the mortgage payments or whatever for the house they were in were equivalent to that shitty apartment in, like, the richer area of town. Whatever. Okay, this movie. We're almost done, guys. We can get there. There's a ball hog with the sorry attitude. Go. Is that Nikki? Yeah. <laughs> That's Nikki. I really like... I think I said earlier, I really like Nikki. And I really liked what Lori said, where her dad didn't make it to her games, but he was loaded rich as compared to the twins' dads, who wasn't rich, you know, but made it to everything mm-hmm. that they did. I like that that comparison was right there in front of our faces in the movie. Mm-hmm. So the only part of this movie that I thought was really bad was the, uh, the like, techno basketball scene mm-hmm. with the dad and the Yeah, hiding. and... That was pretty bad. For a girl who supposedly never plays basketball, she's apparently really good at basketball. And... The dad is also really good. Yeah. And the dad is also really good, though. And you would think that if the dad's that good at basketball, he would have been at least as interested in basketball as to have put his very tall daughters into basketball instead of volleyball. So the dad makes the other twin go out for basketball because she's really good at it. 
and he's not wrong. She really is good at it. They, you know what they did in this movie? They did a really good job with the basketball scene. Well, there's a lot of traveling. Not really. What? There's like one time I checked for traveling that the twin traveled. I was too focused that, on looking to see what, if they accidentally showed their like platform shoes or like padded shoes to notice any actual basketball. Yep. They get to go to New York, which was definitely necessary, and they play in something and get second, and Heidi Klum is better at basketball than Heather, and she gets very upset, <laughs> and then they get back, and Nikki's at the airport, and her driver's there, but not her dad. And the twins bond with her, they they start to feel bad about her for not having a present father. And uh, so they invite her back to their place for Christmas dinner. Uh, she offers to give them a ride home in her limo because it's already paid for, which I thought was funny. Like, do they not just own the limo? <laughs> they like have to pay that one limo driver every single time he drives her anywhere. It seems very inefficient. <laughs> There's one boy that pops up every few scenes or every like 20 minutes and it's just a shot of him out of nowhere. They just like there's a shot of this guy. Yeah, that everybody wants apparently. And so he finally shows up and teaches them how to like pass the ball to each other because they weren't very good at playing together as a team. It turns out that he lives at the poor people place, the shady hoes. (laughs) Shady hoes. Yeah. The shady hose. It was, it was Sandy supposed to be Sandy Shores, Sandy Shores, but the H got left off, so it said Sandy Soars. So they play real good. They go to New York, and to get to no, we already went through all that. I went through yeah. that personally. Yeah. They had a job for a second to be able to play, to be able to pay to go to New York. Also, they like there was a weird scene where they were dancing for tips. Yes. At a restaurant. <laughs> there was a yeah, scene where they became a... strippers. It was, like, super coyote ugly style, and I was like, I understand the actresses are over 18, but they're playing teenagers. I feel like this is inappropriate. Well, let's be honest. They were tap dancing, like, with a hat. But I can see where you're going. <laughs> so I'll Brandon's with the train. Like, Guys, that didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't bad. It was entertaining. Like, any scene with these two together having fun was really good. Like, these two actresses together were really fun to watch. Well, and, like, I... I didn't notice, it wasn't super obvious that they're not actually twins. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Not only are they not twins, they're not yeah. sisters. They're not related in the yeah. slightest. They're two just random actresses that look like each other. Heather is mad because Heidi is getting dad's attention because she's doing better and stuff. Um, she's outside practicing with that hot basketball boy. And then she sprains her ankle and it's super dramatic. But like, I guess that would be pretty painful. So it's fitting. So she sprains her ankle, and she's like, I'm so sorry, Dad. I'm so sorry. And then the dad actually feels bad because he realizes at this point that the girls are only doing this for him. But then, like, immediately he starts liking <laughs> the other daughter more because she can still play basketball. And she's better at it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, all right, well, at least the shitty one broke her ankle. This one's pretty this, good. Do they still have openings for that Wizard of Oz? Yeah, that was the other one. No, you, you could do it, though. I mean... <laughs> Uh, the mom comes in when she's got her sprained ankle up on ice, and the and she's like, uh, "Heidi's better at this than me, anyway." And the mom's like, "I don't know, I don't know about that. <laughs> who can who can really say who's better?" Like, <laughs> she just changes the subject. <laughs> but then, like, almost immediately, there's a game, and 
Heidi misses the uh, free throw shot, and I guess it was like a really close game, so they really needed that. No, no. So it was tied, and they needed one point, and then they needed to just hold the ball because there were like three seconds left. So she makes the point, and then the other team. Um, I, I don't know. know. Because then the other girl like hobbles in on. Yeah, it's so stupid. Because like point. Nikki is the one who makes the the free throw, right? But at this point, like, uh, Heather's in the back room psyching herself up and then, like, hobbles out and's like, screw you, Nikki. I'm going to make this last one because, like, Nikki's hurt, so. Well, like, she hobbled out and she's like, just oh. let me play. And the coach is like, your ankle is sprained. You can't do anything. And she's like, I can be a decoy. And it's like, no, you can't. And I was horrified. I was horrified. A coach yeah, should absolutely yeah. not be encouraging an injured young teen player to continue playing on her ankle she could mess that up permanently so she does end up making like a final shot on her bum ankle but uh like that's kind of the end of the movie and then it just shows that the like the little addendum where they're grown up now when they're on opposing wnba teams and they look like actual adults because they're actual yeah because they're actual adults but uh heather the one who sprained her ankle comes out and she's got a swagger and it looks like she's still limping like 10 years later <laughs> on that ankle and I'm like you, you never should have been continuing to play on that <laughs> I will okay so the last like sh- five seconds of that very last game was hilarious because they put everything in slow motion and it was supposed to be dramatic but it was just it so really was. funny they were like shoot <laughs> the and she's like slowly <laughs> running in place. <laughs> so now that we've all been double teamed, yep. Uh, what do you guys read this movie? I want to give it. You know, I feel really comfortable giving this a an eight. I enjoyed it. I didn't think there were many plot holes. I thought the acting was some of the best that we've seen. I'm gonna give it an, an eight as well. I think. No, I'm gonna give it a seven. Eight's too much for me. Like, I don't think I'm going to remember this. I was wavering. I, I was like, eight seems high, but seven seems low, and I wanted to go seven point five, but I knew you'd give me shit for it, so <laughs> I went up. <laughs> it's accurate. <laughs> Brandon. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a seven. It's it's like Sammy said. There were not very many plot holes, as many as you would think in a movie called Double Team. <laughs> that was a good one. So. Oh, lessons learned. That's Josh's thing. So we almost forgot that. What did we learn from this one? I learned that tall people are always good at basketball and don't need to try out for basketball teams. I learned that your parents (laughs) are always right. I learned that when at first you don't get along with somebody, perhaps it's because they're also dealing with things in their life that make it difficult for them to play nice and so maybe you should just be understanding and try to help other people out and then if they still aren't nice to you then you can just write them off entirely but first try oh wait 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 what's what's next week is next week cadet kelly oh yeah yeah next week is cadet kelly i don't need to guess that's hillary duff it's a good one Mm -hmm. she's she's a cadet i actually don't remember what it's about so but i remember it also has the sister from even stevens yeah christy carlson romano and i think she's like the bad girl and Cadet Kelly mm-hmm. is our friend. I think this like one her. might also have lesbian undertones. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
right, guys, have a happy 2019 when this episode comes out. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of We're Potting This Together. If you have any questions, comments, or memories of your favorite Disney Channel original movie, you can find us on social media or email us at pottingthistogether at gmail.com. And if you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review. Later! Oh no, did I freeze? You both froze, which probably means it's me. Oh no, you're both frozen. I don't know what to do. I'm freaking out. Can you hear me? Help. Come back. Oh no. Hello. Oh no. Oh my god. Lori's gonna hear this audio. (laughs) I just realized that. (laughs) (laughs) What just happened?